Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks, and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. As ever in the Sales Chat Show studio, I am joined by Mr. Graham Jones, Mr. Phil Jessen, and I'm Simon Hazeldean. And in this episode, we're asking you to imagine you are the sales manager or the sales director, and it's uh, two months away from year-end close so say for example it's the 1st of november and your year end finishes on the 31st of december what as a sales manager director sales leader should you be focused on and if you're listening to this going hey but i'm not a sales manager or a sales leader this is still applicable to what you should do as an individual sales contributor because if your sales manager or sales leader is not doing what we would advise Make sure you are doing what what we are going to advise here. This is about making sure you finish your year end having achieved your target, having achieved your quota. So, gentlemen, what are the five things you would recommend? The number one thing is to uh, follow the advice of ABBA. Um, because ABBA, of what, course... go to Waterloo? Go to Waterloo, yeah, get on the train. Yeah, but you see, I, I'm quite sure that uh, ABBA are very good salespeople because, they, you know, they've got a record called Money, Money, Money. Uh, and, of course, they've got Thank You for the Music. Uh, and we thank them for their music, but also, as salespeople, we should be thanking our customers for what they've bought from us. And I think we should be looking back at, you know, who's been really helpful to us and just go and thank our customers just turn up and thank them for being customers because the research tells us that the number one reason why people end up being customers of ours is because we have shown them we like them and so it's about a relationship and so actually if we continue to demonstrate that we like them by thanking them for buying from us they are more likely to buy from us in the next year. So and just I guess, go I guess and many say of those, thank you. Many of those customers are also going to say, well, whilst you're here, let's talk about this opportunity Quite. that uh, has come yeah. up. Yeah. The more time you spend in front of customers, the more sales opportunities yeah. you find. That's absolutely. An absolute no. Because things will come out of conversation. Absolutely. So just go and say thank you. You know, if you can, if you're allowed, take them a gift. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, I remember I years ago, they used to, I don't know if you've heard of them, but there used to be these things called motorcycle couriers who used to take printed documents around <laughs> from one building to another because we didn't have such things as email and so on because I'm very very old you see so I remember these days before all these kind of you know ability to send documents electronically and I was doing so much work with this motorcycle courier business they're a big they've got vans and trucks and motorbikes and so on and every Christmas about a month before Christmas they would turn up with a big basket of all kinds of gifts for me and they just came for a coffee and said thank you you know, and here's a few presents. And guess what? I found more reasons to use more motorcycle couriers, even when I was able to send PDFs. 
Because I thought it would be better for my client to feel the item in their hand rather than just see it on the screen. And I do appreciate some people may be working in environments where for regulatory or compliance reasons you can't do that. And that's absolutely not not what we are recommending for you to do anything you shouldn't. And we have to think of the Bribery Act as well. Yeah, of course. But we're showing the customer that you appreciate them and you appreciate the business. So just turning up and taking them for a coffee or something like that, just to say thank you is really important. Fantastic. So, number two. Yes, um, my number two suggestion is that uh, we look at the pipeline that's building up, uh, that the sales team uh, have managed to work on in the recent months, and we find ways of incentivizing the conversion of that pipeline during the next two months. And I'm not talking about price reductions hither and thither. It's more about adding things, maybe, to that package in order to try and nudge things uh, through. See if you can just get them, yeah. incentivize the customers yeah. to get to, to, if you to can, place the order. If and, you can give us a decision on this this month, then I can then do that for you next month, that type of conversation. And definitely feel, it, feel recommending there, adding value rather than dropping price yeah. to yeah. two very important distinctions there. That will sure. be making it even more compelling reason for a customer yeah. to take action now so that they gain more rather than just going for a 5% price one of my, discount or uh, One of my clients, for example, they always hold an annual conference and they invite customers to that. So if they were doing that now, they might say to the prospect, well, if you can give us a decision on that this month, then rather than you paying for the conference next year, I can uh, give you a, a nice VIP seat on that and uh, you can be our guest free of charge, as it perfect, were. Perfect, perfect. So number three, I would say to to coach your team, and you can do this yourself if you're an individual contributor, for every opportunity you've got sitting in your your forecast, forecast for closing by year end, or indeed longer term pipeline, what is the next action that needs to be taken? Who do you need to go and see? What do you need to talk about? Or it could be something that needs to happen internally, for example, making sure You've got the stock forecast for the order, but usually it'd be an external action for every opportunity. What is the next action? When is it going to be taken? And if not by you, by who? Always a good thing to focus to keep the opportunities mobile and healthy in the pipeline. What's the next action? Number four. Yeah, um, most uh, sales teams are exactly that. They're a group of people. They're not just individuals working on their own. So I think there is a a place for mobilising the team here. And if you're a sales director listening to this, then maybe you look at the top performers, brackets, those who probably already brought in the required amount of business, and you see what uh, can be done to help uh, uh, members of the sales team that are not yet there, maybe get them working as mentors, maybe get them out on joint visits with other members of the sales team or giving them a slot at a sales meeting where they explain why they've been able to achieve the success that they have, but mobilising those top performers to help the underperformers. Yeah, I think using your experienced, experienced high performers as field sales trainers, peer coaches, whatever, whatever you might want to call that, is such a fantastic thing to do because it it multiplies the sort of you as a sales manager. You can only obviously do so many 
listenings to calls or yeah. so many coaching visits. Also, really motivational for your top performers as well. It's a bit of a recognition of their yeah. achievement and, and I suppose status, for want of a better word. And also, the there'll be people in the team who want to be like that person. They want mm. to achieve that kind of success because they're motivated salespeople. So, sharing the best practice from those top salespeople further down the the line uh, would be appreciated. Yeah. And I think also in any sales team of 10, let's say, there'll be people in that team who are experts in certain market sectors and other members of the team that are experts in certain product sectors. Mm. But when I have that conversation with sales directors, often they don't know who they are. Yeah. So this is about analysing where those key areas of skill and competence are and finding a way to share that with members of the sales team that maybe haven't got that market or product knowledge and i think also a bit of team ethos i certainly when i was a when i was a national account manager um i was i had the good fortune to be managing an account that had was was as a retailer was growing its store base and one of my colleagues had managing an account which was drastically cutting and slashing its number of outlets so no matter how hard russell worked you know the the sales were not going to be in a strong in a strong yeah. position and and my boss at the time steve did a great job of having a team effort on behalf of the sector to grow our market share and, yeah you know russell's job was to hold the decline as much as he physically possibly could do and mine was to plug the gap and then and then some more and i mean that that made it quite a nice we're all in it together kind of team efforts um because you know the the guy was on a tough was on a tough customer. No no two ways yeah. about it. And I think utilizing that if somebody's lost a contract or something or whatever's happened, have the team come in and help to plug the gap. Yeah. And uh, if anybody doesn't want to play, just point out to them. You know, it might be you next year who has a thing like this. Yeah. And so you know, yeah. be a team player. Yes, of course, achieve your own individual target and take responsibility. Target. Have your what, team, what's a target? Have your team, Graham's going to mention why you shouldn't have sales targets. Make sure you're listening to that episode, folks, where Graham quotes research you'll Phil and I until we roll over in submission. You'll notice in my utterances today, I've referred to performance. I haven't referred to target, but I still got the same look from him. Don't, don't, don't give him a chance, Phil. Don't give him a chance to get it in. He gets his, I'm sure he's going to mention it every single episode. Without, without it'll become a new ritual. Yeah, it's um, my target to, re- to mention it in every... <laughs> uh, number five. <laughs> uh, yes, um, I'll kick this one off. Um, if, for example, uh, you were having a, a business year that finishes in December, uh, then the last couple of months, of course, you know, you're talking about October, November, December as being the, the time frame, uh, then the reality really is that the current year, in many ways, is over. It's written in the stars to some extent. And even if a salesperson... Uh, went on holiday for a month, the business would probably still come in from all the work they put in. So working on the basis that at the end of the year, with two or three months to go, it is over, realistically, this is a fabulous time to start planning for the next year, looking at where within the customer base we might be able to secure some business, looking as well about how do I get off to a flying start next year against my word I can't mention, Target, etc., uh, etc. Et so start next year now would be my 
guideline. That reminds me of when I used to work in the record industry, that uh, the, the sales... What's that with that loud, big loudspeaker and the dog yeah, sitting next that's to it. it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the it. gramophone industry, yes. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the sales cycle was a weekly sales cycle because you your records would come out on a Friday and then the charts would come out on the Sunday. So basically you'd got Friday and Saturday in order to sell, to get into the charts that Sunday, uh, which would determine your sales for the following week. So it was a mad rush on those two days to try and get lots of sales. And we sat there one day and said, well, this cycle, who made that rule up? And the, the, well, the industry had made the rule up itself. So rather than do that, we just released the record the week before. And so we were in the previous week's cycle including all the sales for that week, which then were added to the sales of the, the when the official launch of the music was, which meant that actually several times we managed to get records straight in at number one. And this is in the days when you needed hundreds and hundreds of thousands of record sales in order to get into even the top ten, let Please alone number one. Please don't tell me you were the man behind Agadoo, Graham. I would, no, Agadoo was nothing whatsoever to do with me, but I can say that I was involved with Captain Beaky. Captain Beaky record. Oh, into the sales chat show Hall of Shame goes Mr. Graham Jones for crimes against musical good taste. Um, if I could just <laughs> occupy my take responsibility but for your own performance soapbox for a moment. I have occasionally across the years had some rather frustrating conversations where people go, well, nobody's told me, Graham's going to jump in now, nobody's <laughs> told me what my sales target or what my budget is going to be, so I can't do any planning. For which I say, for goodness sake, pull yourself together. You are going to have a target next year. It's probably going to be more than you've got now. So that is no reason not to start yeah. to start yeah. your planning and growing. I mean, your, your job... This, you know, in the music industry, it's a weekly cycle. Yep. In many businesses, it's an annual cycle. It doesn't matter what the cycle <coughs> is. Your job is to sell more than you did before. So yep. whatever, if we're coming up towards the end of our cycle and we're planning for the next cycle, all you've got to think of is what can I do in the remaining part of this cycle to kickstart the next cycle and fast, get there fast faster than anybody else. And so it doesn't really matter whether you've been set a sales target or not. As a good salesperson, you should be thinking, what can I be doing now to aid my increase that I'm inevitably going to be asked to next year or quarter right. or whatever it is i'm a strong advocate hit the ground fast yeah. at the start of a new sales period get ahead of yourself put the hard graft in when you've got the maximum chance and time of success and then you probably don't have such a mad scramble where we come to it would be really good to hear from any sales directors though who could email us and say how many times they have said to their sales staff please could you not sell as much next year Yes, not not expecting a flurry of emails there, are we? So I think we can we can pretty much pretty much know that's the case. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? I think that we've you know got those five things that you can do, but they all come down to one thing, don't they? They all come down to the fact that you should be doing what you just said: just sell more than you've done before. Yeah. yeah and uh, what have you? What actions have you got to take that enable you to sell more in the next cycle? Perfect. Mr. Jesson? No, I, I, I quite like the uh, last one, uh, particularly as I thought of it. Um, the, 
<laughs> start next year now. I, I think there is a very strong argument for saying, as we've just done, that you know, if you in football language, if you go a goal up in the first five minutes, that's a very nice feeling. If you go in at half time, three nil up, that's even better. And we all know as salespeople what that momentum and confidence feels. And how often does that happen with Aston Villa? Thank you. Moving on. And and sales managers, if all the conversations you're having with your people about the month or the quarter, and 95% of the conversations about the month or the quarter, your sales team are only going to be focusing on closing the quarter. They're not going to be thinking as much as they should do, which is exactly to Phil's point. So managers, sales managers, sales leaders you are setting the frame of reference for your team sometimes, so make sure it's the right frame of reference. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. I've been um, Graham Jones, Phil Jesson. I've been Simon Hazeldean for the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com. Over 120 episodes and counting available are from saleschatshow.com or from wherever you get your podcast. So thank you very much for listening. We wish you a very successful closing of whatever sales period you are currently on, and just wish you good luck and good selling. You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. Thank you.